What is up this magnificent Monday? Thank you for tuning in. Today we're digging into the topic of imposter syndrome. Have you heard of that? Do you know what it is or what to do about it? Well, if not, today is your lucky day. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing, and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Before we get into the topic for today, I wanted to share a review of the show. Folks, these bless me so much. If you enjoy the show and you think there are other people in the universe that would enjoy it, please pause me right now and go over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a rating and written review. It really does help other people find the show, and it helps me understand how best to serve you. Okay, so our feature review today comes from Carrie Pat, host of the Mom Wife Career Life Podcast. Carrie says, If you want to lead with more confidence while having balance and staying true to your faith, then this podcast is for you. Carrie, thank you so much for taking time to leave me this review. I really appreciate the support and God's blessings on your new podcast. Okay, on to all things imposter syndrome. First of all, let me ask you a few questions, just as a little self-check. Do you often find yourself struggling with perfectionism? Lacking self-confidence? Having anxiety and doubts about your ideas, your abilities, achievements and accomplishments? Partaking in a lot of negative self-talk? Having feelings of inadequacy? Dwelling on your past mistakes? Or feeling like you're not good enough? Do you worry about not meeting expectations? Do you feel like a fraud and eventually the whole world is going to see the truth about you? Who you are, or rather who you aren't? That you aren't really as capable or as smart as people might think? And you just got where you are out of pure luck or coincidence? If many of those things ring true, you may have a touch or full-blown case of imposter syndrome. In fact... Many high-achieving and successful people, especially women, do. 
To be clear, imposter syndrome is not a mental illness or a diagnosis. It is a pattern of thinking that impacts our behaviors. According to the Oxford Dictionary definition, imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Does that sound familiar? I can literally remember a script that used to run through my mind all through my elementary, high school, and college years. I always got good grades in school, but it seemed to come with less effort than others, especially in college. Now, don't get me wrong. I worked very hard and was almost obsessed with getting straight A's in school. Hmm, shocker, right? Well, anyway, I could never do the all-nighter sort of thing, and I wasn't a very fast reader, so I was usually lucky to get through the text and my notes one time before an exam. I absolutely could not stay awake to study much past 11 p.m., maybe midnight if I really pushed it. Sleep was far more essential to my brain's ability to function. There would be other students who studied far more than I did, yet they struggled to get a B or a C on an exam. In spite of the number of years that I consistently did well academically, I had this lingering lingering thought that it was all just luck, and one day everything would come crashing down and people would know that I really wasn't very smart. One day, everything I didn't know would be discovered and put on display. To be honest, I've had those feelings in my career, and particularly in my leadership also. I didn't formally train to be a leader. It basically found me. So I doubted my abilities and always felt like I didn't belong in the room when seated with other leaders at the same level as me. Dr. Dr. Valerie Young, an expert in the subject of imposter syndrome, has found evidence of fraudulent feelings being very common among successful, high-achieving women. She actually divides imposter syndrome into five categories or subtypes. First, there is the perfectionist. The perfectionist often sets unreasonably high goals for themselves, and and then when they don't achieve the goal... They have worsened self-doubt. Perfectionists are often seen as control freaks and micromanagers. They struggle to delegate because in order to ensure something is done right, they feel like they must do it themselves. Perfectionists are very hard on themselves if they make a mistake or don't achieve what they set out to. They often ruminate for days if they miss the mark and don't measure up. The second subtype is the superwoman or superman. This person works harder and harder to try to compensate for their insecurities in an an attempt to measure up and show their worth. They often stay later than most others at work. They get stressed, bored, and unsettled with idle time not spent working. They They find downtime wasteful. They feel a burden to have to accomplish something to be of value. The superwoman or man may struggle to identify hobbies and passions or 
they've stopped partaking in them as a sacrifice to working. They feel they haven't truly earned their title, despite whatever degrees, accomplishments, or accolades contributed to getting there. These workaholics are not actually addicted to the work, but they are addicted to the validation that comes from working. Oh boy. Sorry to rat him out, but it probably comes as no surprise to those who know him. I've been married to one of these for over 25 years. I love him dearly, but oofta, it's hard to keep up. The third subtype is referred to as the natural genius. These folks believe they need to be a natural genius at anything they try, and they will judge themselves accordingly. They're accustomed to excelling without much effort. In other words, if they don't come by something naturally and they struggle to master it, they feel ashamed. Much like the perfectionist, they set the bar way too high, but unique to this type is the expectation that they get it right on the first try. There's no reward for mastery through effort. More often, this type will avoid trying something out of fear of failure. They will avoid challenges if there is any doubt that they will be great at it. These are the straight-A gold star students. Hmm, sound familiar? They tend to handle things on their own rather than seek mentorship or help. Any setback or perceived failure results in worsening self-confidence. The fourth subtype is referred to as the soloist. Similar to the natural genius, the soloist refuses to ask for help because doing so might reveal their phoniness. Their worth is determined by their ability to do things exceptionally well without help. They are ashamed to ask for help and certainly ashamed to admit if they need help. And finally is the expert. This type of person person measures their level of competence based on what or how much they know or can do. Subconsciously, they feel they will, will never know enough and they fear being exposed as lacking knowledge or ability. These people are always seeking more training or more certifications in an effort to, quote, know enough to be successful. Even after years of experience in a role, they will feel like they still don't know enough. So now that we know a bit more about imposter syndrome and the different types of imposter syndrome, what do we do about it? Well, we're going to talk about that in the next episode. So tune in on Friday, my friends. And until next time, be grateful and grace-filled. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. 
You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.